Social distancing measures and restrictions on public gatherings has seen event organisers, artists and business owners harness modern technologies to stay viable during these uncertain times. The Mianjin Markets, held in Brisbane, is an annual event celebrating Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander arts, crafts and culture through market stalls, performances and workshops. This year, the festival will be held online via Facebook and YouTube. To tell us more, I'm joined by Charlie Jaya, a member of the South East Queensland Indigenous Chamber of Commerce. Charlie, welcome to Speaking Out. For those who don't know, tell us a bit about Mianjin. Okay, Mianjin is, um, well, Mianjin is the name of Brisbane, uh, the Aboriginal name from Brisbane. And uh, it is the name that's been given to the markets that the Chamber of Commerce have put together that happens twice a year since the Commonwealth Games. Now, this year it's going to be held virtually. How is this going to work? Oh, interesting question. <laughs> As you know, this is all new ground for everyone. And, uh, you know, with this COVID-19 stuff happening, I suppose, we ultimately can't get together, so we've decided that as a board, we've supported the subcommittee for the engine markets to explore a virtual delivery of the markets. So we're currently putting in place some processes, I guess, to be able to deliver that. It's going to be a two-day virtual festival where we'll have our um, stallholders. We usually, you know, we have around about 30 or 40 stallholders on a should I say, a market that is reality, but virtually um, there's going to be 20, or, you know, maybe 20 plus uh, storeholders who will be available on the, over those two days who will be just promoting their products and uh, how to purchase their products, all that type of stuff, and a bit of background on who they are and their story, I guess. Plus, besides that, you know, there'll be some performances as well. So why, from your perspective, is it so important that this festival goes ahead as planned? I think it's like most people, businesses, some businesses are, you know, are struggling at the moment in terms of where they're at because of this, of sales are down, all that type of thing. We wanted to kind of look at it in a different way where we can still get our businesses, you know, in the spotlight, presenting and, and promoting their uh, products and stuff and kind of keep business going, like not as normal, but in the new normal, I suppose, so in this new world that we have to, you know, we're forced to live our lives. So uh, it's really, can I say, courageous by our chamber, by the members of the of the chamber, as well as, um, you know, the subcommittee and their creative producers and everyone that's involved in the markets to start looking down this way of doing business. And this may be a one-off or it may, in fact, change the way we do business in terms of festivals. More broadly, just from your perspective and what you're seeing, what have been some of the impacts of the COVID-19 restrictions on Indigenous business? Um, like any sort of kind of tragedy, disaster or interruption, I guess, there's always people that will benefit from that particular situation or and others that won't benefit. And I think that a lot of our businesses are in that space at the moment. For instance, I've got a little pizza shop on North Strapac Island that is still operating, but lesser hours, but still providing for that community and hasn't totally closed down, if you like, and uh, it's going to support the community for as long as it can. And I think there's a lot of businesses that are doing that, whereas there are other businesses that are completely shut down. So it's <laughs> what comes out of these types of events, I suppose, is that you know there are businesses and there are people that will survive, be stronger to survive that, and there are others that won't be. And uh, 
I think that we need to be able to look at how, as an organisation, especially a Chamber of Commerce, can support those that aren't doing so well. Just uh, listening to what you've been saying about the thinking behind Mianjin and also the issues facing Indigenous businesses, uh, it's clear that at a time like this, innovation is going to be important. Has that been your observation? Yes, we could probably call it innovation. We could also call it survival, if you like. And uh, I think our people have been surviving for a long, long time and, uh, you know, against a lot of things that have kind of didn't go our way, but uh, certainly innovation is there and uh, to survive, I suppose, uh, if we can use that innovation to, you know, bring business to our businesses, it'd be fantastic, I think. I think it's going to be a really interesting and exciting time. Are you confident the community will take up the idea of a visual arts and culture festival online? Um, Yeah, um, look, I think everyone's looking down this way at the moment in terms of communication and uh, news and awareness and shopping, if you like. Um, a lot of people are now you know, buying stuff online. There are things happening where you can get stuff dropped at your door. Um, I think this is no different. I think that in terms of business and, and providing goods and services, this is a great way to go. The other thing is, of course, is entertainment as well. And so a lot of our businesses, yeah, a lot of the products are there. It's, it is a you know an artisan sort of festival. So a lot of them are artists and creators and also performers. So it will be quite, I think it'll be quite exciting uh, in terms of that blend with some, you know, great uh, entertainment as well that'll happen throughout the two days. Just thinking in the longer term, obviously you're navigating a crisis as it's occurring, but have you got any thoughts about what a Chamber of Commerce might be looking to do in the longer term once the immediate crisis has passed as we go into the next phase? Oh, look, I think it's uh, definitely going to change. Well, it has changed the world, and I think it's going to change the way we do business as well So, uh, as, a, as an organisation. You know, where a lot of us have, um, I might add that our chamber has uh, made up a lot of volunteers, so people on the border are volunteers and that are business people. And so it's actually going to change the way we look at operating, I suppose, and living our lives. So I think that, you know, online staff is going to be the way. Um, meetings that are held by Zoom calls are where we can get everyone on board to, um, you know, make decisions in terms of the chamber. We've got a, a special general meeting tomorrow to look at our constitution. So we're doing that online. We can't physically get together because of the social distancing or physical distancing, but we can actually do this online and, and make that happen. So I think this has kind of influenced us to go down this path. And um, should this become quite normal for the next three to six months, wherever, the, whenever this thing finishes, you might see that a lot of that stuff will remain and continue to be normal practice, I suppose, into the future. Just back to Mianjin, what are some of the highlights of this year's program? Um, well, like I said, it's a two-day event. It's on May the 8th and 9th. Um, it's got a mix of live and pre-recorded broadcasts um, on Facebook and also YouTube. You know, there's uh, as customary, we, we will go through the program as we do as if we're getting together, and that's obviously started by Welcome to Country and also some performances by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander dancers. We have some musicians that are, are, are also in the lineup. Um, I believe Jen Casadali and Benny Walker is going to be there, as well as uh, Rochelle Pitt performing entertaining uh, us online. So, you know, there'll be also some workshops. 
So normally uh, at uh, the managing markets in Brisbane, we'll have some workshops around things like uh, fire and string making um, workshops, I suppose, and didgeridoo type workshops as well. You know, so cooking demonstrations using some of our native bush tucker, I guess, and uh, some techniques and ingredients, I guess, that can uh, you know help with uh, the palate, I guess, in terms of food. So there's quite a, a mixture and quite a, a variety of different um, activities that are going to happen over those two days. So I know we can't, might not replicate what we get when we were actually at Brisbane uh, in that location, but uh, the feeling of that, you know, uh, it's a really good vibe at the major markets. That's what I'm trying to say is that uh, when you're there amongst the crowd, amongst the vendors and amongst the entertainment and uh, workshops and all that sort of stuff, it's really good. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to flow on into this virtual presentation of the markets. Now, if people want to find out a little bit more about Mianjin 2020, how can they do that? Okay, so as more information comes to hand, as I said, this is all new ground for us and uh, new ground for everyone. There'll be more information on our website, on our Facebook pages. So if you just do the Google search, Me Engine Markets, or if you're on Facebook, certainly, um, you know, search for Me Engine Markets. As um, we get closer to the day, uh, to the actual delivery of the markets, there'll be lots of information in there how we can um, participate and how we, how we view those particular interviews and podcasts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Charlie, just finally tonight, speaking to you, it sounds like you're quite an optimist by nature. And I was wondering if you could share with us, everyone's been going through massive changes in how we live our lives. How has it impacted on you personally? And what sort of mechanisms have you kept in place to stay so positive? Um, look, uh, I actually had a call yesterday um, about this with a friend of mine, a mate of mine, and we do something on, on you know, uh, Facebook Live, I suppose. So, one of the things I guess is that you know to stay positive um, is probably not to to watch the news too much. I think it's um, it gets a bit depressing. So I tend to watch it once a day and, and hear the update, and then for the rest of the day, um, you know, there's no news. And um, the other part of it is also being kind to yourself. You know, uh, not to beat up on yourself in terms of uh, so if you're, for instance, um, you know, out of work or um, you know, the isolation is not um, working for you as well as you would think it would be, and uh, if you're having a hard time of it, just don't beat yourself up too much. The other thing is also look after your health and uh, look after your family. You know, isolation also brings us all closer together. So I said to my friend yesterday that, uh, you know, my wife and I haven't been 24-7 ever. Uh, we're now 24-7. Um, so in that, there's a whole lot of stuff that uh, may happen, positive and negative, but certainly take some time for yourself to go and, you know, do something for yourself, um, whether that's go for that walk, get in the kitchen, create something, paint something, do something that's just for you because uh, uh, when you're in close quarters with someone for <laughs> the whole day, you know, you, you need to have some sort of diversion and you need to look after yourself. The other thing I suppose is that it helps us to create, to imagine and, and to think about going forward in terms of what you do in terms of work or what you do in terms of family, um, you know, recreation, sport, whatever. It just gives us a, uh, an opportunity to take a breath and think about, well, okay, at the end of this, what's going to come out of this and how will that, you know, affect me and how will that influ influence the way I do things? So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, we can sit and watch TV and be, you know, absorbed by all of the tragedy, I guess. Um, there's some really good news in there as well, I should, I should say. But 
if you continue to watch it, the negative stuff tends to take over. So I just think get away from that. I'm I'm starting to read a book, and uh, you know I haven't read a book. For, I'm not an avid reader, so um, I haven't read anything for quite some years now, and uh, I'm getting back into doing that. Uh, so yeah, it's for me just to stay optimistic. I think there's going to be we're going to learn a lot of things along the way in six months, and um, hopefully that will influence the way we do business going forward or the way we live our lives going forward. So. Which is stay in contact with family and friends, whether it's in person, at a distance, but also online. You know, I get to use the social media, that it's, it's all those platforms that connect people. Certainly, it's uh, important that we do that. And uh, like I said, also take some time out for yourself. Charlie, what a delight to have you on Speaking Out tonight and all the best for the Mianjin markets. And I must say one great thing about having it online is people like myself who would not have been able to get to them in person can actually check them out. So I hope it'll be a wonderful success for you. Well, look, if you can check it out, when this all blows over, you'll have to get to one in person. I will indeed. It's a date. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Member of the South East Queensland Indigenous Chamber of Commerce, Charlie Jaya. The Mianjin Markets will be held virtually via Facebook and YouTube May 8th and 9th.